You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. On this Friday, November 3rd, talking Red Sox baseball today with our good friend Ian Brown, Red Sox reporter for MLB.com. Ian, we thank you for the time, and uh, we kind of joked about this last week, but uh, the news cycle never stops churning when it comes to the Boston Red Sox, and uh, sure enough, uh, two uh, pretty big news items uh, this past week. The biggest one, obviously, the hiring of uh, Tony Larusa as a special assistant to uh, Dave Dombrowski, and then also uh, Ron Renneke, the former Brewers manager, is also on board as a coach with the Red Sox, as uh, the Red Sox still seeking uh, a pitching and hitting coach. Obviously, Alex Cora, uh, the new manager, he's got a, a parade to attend uh, today as uh, his Astros celebrating winning the 2017 World Series. But, Ian, let's backtrack and just talk about Tony La Russa. Uh, was this a complete shock? Uh, was this in the works? Was this being discussed? You know, where did this come from? Yeah, no, I don't think it was a complete shock because, you know, when I had heard that uh, La Russa had left uh, Arizona a few weeks back, you know, this kind of made sense because, Dave Dombrowski and Tony LaRusso have had a long-standing relationship. Uh, you don't forget these guys worked together with the White Sox in the mid uh, late seventies, mid eighties. And at the time, LaRusso was the White Sox manager, and Dombrowski was a, a farm director. So uh, you know they've uh, you know they they both evolved a lot in their careers, but they've stayed in touch. And I think Dombrowski felt that he could use somebody like LaRusso who could help with front office matters, and uh, also I think a pretty good voice for Alex Cora. If Alex decides that he uh, needs some advice, what better um, than to go to a guy who's won three World Series as a manager? That's a pretty unique situation for the Red Sox to have somebody um, with that experience in their front office, um, with a rookie manager like Alex Cora. So I think you know, La Russa can help uh, the Red Sox on a number of fronts, and I'm sure they're going to keep him uh, pretty busy. Yeah, no question. And then uh, Ron Renneke as well, not as uh, decorated, obviously, as Tony La Russa. You know, a few managers are. But Renneke has skippered a big league club in the past, so the former uh, skipper of the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, plenty of bench coaching experience. And was that another case, you know, similar to La Russa, where the Red Sox wanted a guy who has had managerial uh, experience to kind of, you know, uh, be a right-hand man to Alex Cora? Yeah, I thought this was, was pretty important. You know, Alex Gore selected Ron Renneke. This wasn't from off his choice by any means, but I think that it was important for Alex to select somebody who had managerial experience. You had a guy, a pretty good candidate here uh, in Renneke, who had been the third base coach of the Angels the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, this is definitely a guy who can, uh, you know, Alex can lean on. This guy has been through a lot of situations. And uh, for Alex to have a guy like that sitting next to him on the bench, I think that's uh, a big resource to have. And I think, like I said, I think it was important they found somebody, uh, an experienced voice to sit next to him as his bench coach. I think that's always important when you have a rookie manager, especially in a place like Boston. Uh, so much pressure, so much scrutiny. So I think this is a great fit. And I, I believe that Alex played for Renneke years ago uh, in the minor leagues when, when Renneke was a minor league manager. Yeah, so that could be another uh, good fit there between uh, the two of them. Renneke, who has the experience uh, managing, and Cora, obviously, uh, who does not. And, uh, you know, Ian, I think that even had the Astros been swept by, ironically, the Red Sox in, in the LDS, and that's as far as the Astros and Alex Cora's playoff journey went, I still think that they, you know, they would have been on board with, uh, you know, knowing that they hired the right guy and this is their man and they got their guy. Having said that, the fact that Cora was with the team that went all the way and they win Game 7 of the World Series on the road, I, I would think that that only has to benefit what he can bring to Boston having been beside A.J. Hinch and having seen this team 
you know, go through the entire gamut of, you know, winning and losing and coming back and, and coming through in the clutch. And that can only help, uh, you know, supplement what he's going to bring to the Red Sox in a managerial role because he does have that ring now, albeit not as a manager, but he still he can still come to Boston and say, you know, I am a former champion. Without a doubt. It's more than uh, I'm a former champion. Just to be able to see um, what the decision A.J. Hinch had to make throughout the playoffs and uh, to be sitting right next to him while he made those decisions, uh, these are very um, pressurized circumstances. You're talking about a guy uh, who went to uh, Game 7 of the ALCS Against the Yankees, down uh, down three to two, and then they went uh, you know to the World Series all the way to Game Seven, and they very well uh, that Red Sox series got interesting for a while too. It looked like that was going to go five, um, so there was a lot of pressurized situations that the Astros faced throughout the playoffs. AJ Hinch had a lot of uh, tough decisions to make, and Alex was was right there with him when he was making those decisions. So yeah, I really think that uh, this was an added bonus to pick you know, as far as this experience that he gained uh, this October. Yeah, no no question there uh, to have gone all the way. And as you said, you know, to, to come back against uh, the Yankees and then uh, to, to beat the mighty Dodgers on the road in Game 7, uh, all will benefit Alex Cora as he heads into Year 1 as the Red Sox skipper in 2018. So, and what I want to do now is uh, kind of break down what kind of a team uh, Mr. Cora is inheriting in Boston in 2018. Want you to identify for us what you feel right now is the biggest area of need for the Red Sox and how you think they're going to go about addressing that need. Do you see a trade? Do you see them uh, spending money in free agency? Do you see a guy from the minors that could step up and fill a role? How do you think that unfolds? Yeah, right now they need uh, you know they need a big bat. Obviously, that's the one thing they need in this lineup. And uh, I think what they'll first do is they'll they'll get a feel for the free agent market and they'll get a feel for you know what it would take to get a JD Martinez. Or an Eric Hosmer. Um, if that seems like it's going to be, uh, you know, this isn't going to be a good fit, they'll, they'll look at the trade market. Hey, uh, by the way, Stanton had 59 home runs this year for the Marlins. He could be available. Now, that's, you know, that's going to be a lot of money. I think it's about $285 million he's owed through this uh, 2027 season. So they're going to have to uh, see what the Marlins are looking for there. Uh, obviously, that would be a big financial undertaking. and. You know, you know, wonder if the, if the team's going to take off that much money off the Marlins' hands. You know, how much are the Marlins going to be looking for in terms of player compensation? Also, you know, the Red Sox can't spend two hundred eighty-five million dollars and trade the farm system for one guy. So it's either one or the other. Either you meet them, uh, you help them absorb some of the finances, or you uh, you make it a you know you go easy on what you're asking back from the Red Sox. So uh, that could be. You know, I think it's unlikely they're going to get Stanton. But uh, something to at least keep an eye on. Yeah, uh, definitely. You can't. You can't do both. It's got to be one or the other. Either the 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 green stuff in cash or uh, or prospects. But you can't do both. As good as Stanton is with the 59 home runs to lead baseball in 2017. Ian, right now, what would you identify as the biggest area of strength for a team that's coming off back-to-back division crowns? Yeah, I would say the, uh, the starting pitching is still strong because look, you have. Chris Dale, who's in his prime right now. You have David Price, who you didn't really have him much at all. You had him for 11 starts last year. You know, you think that the way he threw in the playoffs, you'd have to think he's going to come back strong this year as your number two guy. Um, and then Pomerantz in the three spot coming off a breakout year. Here's where you hope that Porcello uh, can bounce back. You hope that uh, Stephen Wright uh, can can be a factor again after having knee surgery. And Eduardo Rodriguez, he's going to miss the first few weeks of the season, but you hope uh, once he gets back uh, – he can help you out 
uh, and then you have a pretty good make a pretty good rotation there. So I would say uh, starting pitching a lot of teams would like to have what the Red Sox have in the rotation right yeah, now. Yeah, health issues aside, I would certainly agree with that. And uh, Ian, want you to identify two guys for us. Give me one guy that is a possible candidate for regression in 2018 after coming off a probably better than expected 2017. And then on the flip side, give me a guy that could bounce back in 2018 after not quite being himself this past year. Yeah, well, the first one, uh, that's a tougher one because not many Red Sox guys really, uh, most of them performed below their expected levels last year. Um, but, you know, I have to say the one guy uh, to look at where you wonder, can he repeat what he did last year? Um, that would be Pomerantz, just because I thought he had, had such a great year last year. And, uh, you know, all eyes are going to be on him. Teams are going to adjust their scouting report. Um, is he going to be able to make those adjustments and stay as healthy as he did last year? Um, as far as guys who can bounce back, man, there's a, a whole plethora of guys from the Red Sox who fit that category. Um, but I would say Xander Bogart can be a more consistent player than he was last year. I'd say Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, can definitely have a better year offensively than he had last year. I would say Hanley Ramirez, uh, he had the shoulder surgery, so you hope that he's going to come back and be closer to what he was in 2016. Um, even Mookie Betts, you know, can he be more like the Mookie who almost won the MVP uh, than the guy last year who kind of I look at him as sort of like a borderline all-star. He still did a lot of things, but wasn't the same player, you know, he was in uh, in 16. So I'd say the Red Sox have a lot of guys in that category, and that's why, you know, it could bode well where, uh, you know, the Red Sox could outperform uh, some expectations this year because it's got to kind of get back to the level you'd expect them to be at. And it's pretty amazing that there's multiple answers to that question for a team coming off 93 wins and an East Division crown. I mean, if <laughs> that doesn't tell you how much more the Red Sox could accomplish in 2018 than nothing does. Uh, Ian, as we come down the home stretch here, I, I think that uh, there's a slam dunk answer for this question, but maybe you'll surprise me. Give me the one guy on the team that is the biggest question mark with regards to uh, injury issues and health concerns. The one guy is the biggest question mark on connection. Well, yeah, Dustin Pedroia, I would say. Um, it just, uh, you know, that knee surgery he had is pretty substantial. He's probably going to miss the first uh, uh, two months of the season here. And when he gets back, is he going to be the Pedroia that you uh, that he you're used to him being, or is he going to be the guy who was last year uh, who was really limited by the knee? So you just hope that this surgery works and does what it needs to, and you can get Pedroia back to being healthy and being the kind of player he can be. And then the Red Sox could still have him for the last uh, four months of the season and hopefully going into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy, you know, he missed a significant time with what turned out to be a pretty significant uh, ailment. Still hit in the 290s, still played gold glove caliber defense, and if he comes back healthy, even in his age, I think 35 season coming up here, uh, he could still be a huge benefit for this Red Sox team. Ian, as we uh, wrap up here, I think that uh, when you look at any team in baseball, you can categorize them, you know, one of five ways. You've got your rebuilding teams and non-contending teams. The Red Sox obviously are not either one of those. So up the scale... You've got your wild card contending teams, division title contending teams, and world title contending teams. Of those three, which one best represents the Red Sox right now? Uh, right now, I would say division title contending team, but you know, we'll, we'll see what they do. You know, this winter, if they get that kind of big power bat they need, uh, make another couple additions here or there, and suddenly you can put them in that World Series uh, title contending team. But right now, um, you know, definitely the Red Sox and Yankees are going to be the co-favorites. Uh, in the East going into next year. You wonder, the Yankees kind of came out of nowhere this year. Uh, you wonder if it's going to be hard for them to live up to those expectations uh, next year when everyone's expecting them to do it. Um, so, yeah, I, I still like the Red Sox 
to have a great chance to win the East next year. Yeah, and maybe it would benefit the Red Sox if, uh, you know, the, the Yankee hype machine goes into overdrive and everybody's picking them to win the East and to go to the World Series, and maybe it gives the Red Sox a little chip on their shoulder as, hey, guys, we've won two straight crowns. You know, where's the love for us? And maybe that would benefit them, especially some of the younger players uh, on this team in 2018. It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Ian Brown, great stuff as always. We'll do it again next week. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Boston Red Sox.